everybody. Ciao, amici. Bene da Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> it's thank God I'm atheist. Podcast. Uh, I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher throwing you for a loop. How yeah. you, how's that? Well, that was good. Um, Dan. Yeah. We got some stuff coming up on the show. We do. Uh, it, the, well, and stuff coming up in the world. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. There's, there's a holiday that we Americans real, real like. At least I do. I don't know. Are you a fan of, of Hallow, All Hallowsin? It's fine. <laughs> as far as holidays go, it's fine. Now, it's a nostalgic holiday for me. I don't, as yeah. an adult, really... I don't really dress up in costumes and mm. go to you know, parties to so much anymore, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a sweet little holiday. Well, it poses a problem mm. for a lot of religious fellas the, 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 for the religious. And well, yeah, so of course we're going to be, we're going to be talking that about that. Sense. Yeah. And, uh, but first Dan, yeah, we, we have some news stories that we want to talk about various stories of from from the week's news yes that, that we want to to jibber jabber on yeah, and this one comes from uh close to us dan down oh. there down there in midvale oh midvale the utah beautiful hey, I... beautiful inner suburb inner ring suburb of salt lake city yes um <laughs> it's it's a place that doesn't have a lot of character outside of just a bunch of old houses I mean, that's Midvale. sure. And some, uh, probably some dealerships and strip malls, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, but, it's got a little downtown that, that's kind of and that's, cute. That's what I'm getting to. They're okay. uh, Midvale's Main Street. It's uh, this, the, the Midvale City is uh, trying to do some uh, renewal, I guess. They're trying to create mm. a little arts district mm. uh, out of the, the their old Main Street, which is a great Great idea. A lot of those shops have just been sitting there empty. Right. Um, and so they're, the, the, the city's working on it. And uh, apparently a uh, tattoo uh, studio moved into one of the spaces. <laughs> uh, and uh, which is kind of perfect for that kind of little strip. Um, I would think so. Yeah. And the, the, the uh, tattoo uh, people commissioned a, a mural for the side of their building. It's a, it's on a corner, uh, a very prominent big wall that sure. was just, just had, it was just brick before, or maybe, you know, some old store sign or something. Right. And they wanted yeah. to freshen it up with a big, beautiful mural. Uh, and the city has a program to like, uh, help fund murals, uh, in their little arts district. And so they applied, they, the artist got some money from the city and right. so actually to get money from the city though, it has to go through a little bit of an approval process. Sure. And a, a, a mural gets, gets painted that depicts, um, it's all very cloudy. Um, uh, but there's a man and a woman on one side and she sort of has her arms wrapped around the man from behind. Mm. Um, it is not, it is not clearly shown, but it is highly suggested that they are both naked and uh, he sort of has his head back. Well, as one upset citizen called uh, experiencing ecstasy <laughs> and, uh, and then there's off to the side and this part doesn't 
I don't know what the artist is trying to do here, but there's a dark figure uh, with wings off to the side, sort of looking at them, I guess. Anyway, so this has caused an absolute outrage amongst the citizenry of Midvale. Um, It is being called pornographic, Dan. Um, the city helped fund pornography on that wall over there. And, uh, yeah, so this is according to Cassandra Sharp, a Midvale resident and wife of a former city council member. Um, the mural shows an apparently naked male and female looking as if they are experiencing ecstasy. It is my opinion that the artist was purposefully trying to create confusion with an optical illusion in order to get away with painting nudity. What? Wait, <laughs> the optical illusion is just that they didn't paint the nudity that part? That they sort of <laughs> show some bare shoulders and he's kind of got like a bare but not very detailed chest. Yeah, um, I, I just looked it up. It's actually a bit of a confusing mural. Yeah, it's not. A, I, I, I don't care. It's for not this well mural. done. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the woman has a doll arm. I don't know why her arm is so little. Isn't it? just? Yeah. The proportions are totally nuts because isn't that her leg way down there at the bottom? Is it? I don't I know. Can't tell, I can't tell what's what. I yeah. see a hand coming out from underneath the window there that yeah. looks like it's his hand, but I thought that that was his arm coming down. I don't, yeah, it's so, a very confusing so mural. Apparently that arm that connects that strange torso to the hand that people are claiming is her bosom, which also how, where what? I don't get mm-hmm. it anyway. Um, she, so, so I agree with you, Dan, not a good mural. <laughs> that's what they should be up in arms about. Is that's that what they should be mad it's about. It's just like, hey, city, like you funded that? Come Do on. this better. Yeah, like this is this is this is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> the city is just like there's no there's nothing we can do about this, right? Like we gave them money, but it's on private property. Yeah. For one, and for two, we don't agree that it's pornography. We right. approved it. We would not have <laughs> approved pornography yeah and um and there and this is from a city council current city council member if a private business in midvale put something up that was clearly pornographic or sexually explicit we have ordinances in place that would allow us to remove that however (laughs) right in this instance it is just a very small group of citizens who are making quite a big deal about something that isn't there um, I mean, you've seen worse in Renaissance paintings. This thing is not. Yeah, the, but American sensibilities can be uh, like worse. You, you've seen more detail in a Renaissance painting is not necessarily a great defense when what you're dealing true. with is a bunch of people in Midvale, Utah. Right. It's um, true. I mean, these people are. First of all, can we just admit that like the right wing of the United States of America in general, and especially the Christian right wing, uh, including the Mormon right wing. Yeah. They just need things to be outraged about. Yeah. Well, and here's what I would love for just one person to say these to these people is there's nothing in this that shows a bare female breast and not that Mm -mm. there should be anything wrong with that, but there's nothing 
There's you can't claim that it, that's there. There's no naked bodies. There's just sort of a bare shoulder here, a bare ish yeah. chest ish thing, whatever you if, have. Your mind is yeah. filling in the blanks. This is your problem. If yeah, you think it's the, a problem, you're the sexually minded person yeah, here. You have the dirty mind. Not if the artist. If the artist claimed both of these people were wearing swimsuits, you could not claim otherwise. That, ex- that is exactly true. Now, just a quick thing about the artist. Um, he did kind of have a run in uh, with the city of South Salt Lake, uh, which has a big mural pro- program as well. And uh, he tried to paint a stylized panther and a woman teasing a bare shoulder on a South Salt Lake uh, strip club. Uh, The city was like, you can't do that to advertise a sexually oriented business. You just can't. I don't know. You can't advertise this kind of business with a mural that would indicate that it is this kind of business. That we allow and there's nothing... Uh, There's nothing explicit nothing about explicit. Oh my God. But so he's, he has had, he has a checkered past he does. The, with this, Dan. He, he, he likes to Who, show what's his name? women's bare shoulders. Uh, Shay Peterson. Oh, Shay. He's get your act together. Will you? He actually looks just, exactly like what you would expect. <laughs> just paint a boob. Just get it, get it over with and paint a boob. Oh, I guarantee you at home, he's got some, he's got some boob paintings. This yeah. guy, there's no doubt about that. I'm, I'm going to paint boobs on, on, on buildings now. <laughs> Somebody painted a smiley face on my RV last night. That's fun. Do you it appreciate it? No, it was not, it was not good. No. Oh. Uh, anyway, I'm going to. I'm going to take us to, to the internet. I don't know if you've heard of these podcasts that, that people do, Frank, uh, <laughs> but they exist. What? what are you talking about? There are people out there doing these podcast shows. I think it's, I think it's the radio, uh, but it's on the internet. I don't know how it works. I think it might be a blog. Uh, anyway, uh, there's a podcast called Catholic Conversations. Uh, <laughs> and on this, uh, the young hosts had a conversation recently that went went in a direction I was not expecting. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Oh, okay. They they were talking about how I mean, I guess sort of in a roundabout way, they were lamenting the uh the divorce rates here in uh in these United States. Oh, so high. So so it's very so high. sad when a bad marriage ends. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The divorce divorce is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Uh, it's not. It's it's usually very painful, but it's good to be able to get out of uh, uh, out of marriages. Anywho, uh, what they what the what these guys decided on, what they landed on, was that like the saints of old, Saint Monica was mentioned. Uh, Blessed Canori Mora. I don't know what Hmm. Maria Canori Mora. I don't know who that is. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the point is stay with your man, ladies. Oh, the point is, you know, look, yes, he might beat you. Oh, he might abuse you. What is this where they went with it? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'll I'll quote from them. Uh, many of the saints who are married, all these women saints, are examples of this act. 
They lived in abusive relationships. What did they do? They stayed and endured the abuse. They offered up those sufferings for the salvation of souls, but most primarily for the salvation of souls for their husbands. Wow. They were marriage martyrs. Yeah. He goes on, and blessed Kenori Mora, her husband, tried to murder her on multiple occasions. Multiple occasions. And she stayed with her husband, and it was by her suffering that her husband converted and ended up becoming a priest after her death. So I think we can all see the advantage uh, to staying in the abusive marriage. Yeah, because after... They literally, they (laughs) went on to decry all of these... Uh, modern people who tell women to get out of abusive marriages just because they're getting beaten up oh. and stuff. They, you know, it's it's ruining things. It's 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 causing a high divorce rate. Jesus. Women aren't staying with their men just because the men are awful. Yeah, because you know when you die, he's he's gonna, he might go off. He might <laughs> go off and become a holy man. What if what if you save his soul yeah. by staying there? What if you give up your whole life and save him? Won't that be a treat? That's so Isn't that sick. worth it? That's so sick. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my it's god. Deeply sick. It, listen, folks, the religious people are not okay. Can we just can we just acknowledge that like forcing your brain to do the work of of squaring all of the circles of their holy books and whatever, it it doesn't make you okay. It leaves you <laughs> leaves you leaves you damaged in some serious yeah. serious ways. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Story of a, a damaged individual is about to is be me? made into. Yeah. Dan, why'd you ruin it? Uh, uh, spoilers. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. No, the, 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 a troubled soul, um, uh-huh. documentary has been made, uh, telling the whole story of the Jerry Falwell Jr. Pool boy extravaganza <laughs> coming out to coming to Hulu, Hulu soon, uh, oh. entitled God forbid the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., of course, famously the son of Jerry Falwell and uh, former uh, Liberty University president who got into a lot of he he's he just kept running into problems, uh, got caught with his pants down, literally on Instagram. Literally. <laughs> Um, that guy was that guy was trying to get out. Oh my god! And then, he was clearly like done with this job. <laughs> and uh, and then when the details of the famous pool boy, one Mister Giancarlo Granda, um, <laughs> who is a dish, I will say, yeah, um, had seven year affair with uh, Falwell's wife, and apparently Falwell knew about it. Right. From like, what I understand, Falwell didn't just know about it. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's it right. Seemed, it it feel, <laughs> he was in the room. Yeah. I, I I think Falwell was a was an active participant. 
well, in in the fun. Anyway, documentary is coming out. Dan, <laughs> you and I are going to need to watch this, and we uh, are going to need to watch that. We will we, be. We talking may have about to have it. a viewing party of some sort. <laughs> um, but uh, the the fact that this documentary is coming out is. Uh, uh, causing quite a stir amongst <laughs> Christians because, you know, they're already upset that Falwell got all this press and making making them all look so bad. But uh, according to James Lasher in an op-ed that he wrote for the evangelical news outlet Charisma News, um, <laughs> the, the documentary is an attempt by, quote, critics of Christianity to slander the faithful. Uh, Falwell was not a faithful, right? Like Falwell inherited something, right? But nonetheless, also even even if he was utterly faithful, it's not slander when you're telling the truth. <laughs> Correct. Thank you. Um, so anyway, he says that if the couple had studied the Bible as Christian leaders, like they are expected and required to do. I don't know by whom, but apparently um, yeah. they would have known that nothing stays behind the scenes for hypocrites. Um, with the release <laughs> of this tell all documentary, the floodgates have swung wide for the critics of Christianity. Tweets have become or have, have already flooded the social media sphere with phrases like in lust, we trust mocking the name of God. Um, and then, then this gets to the really choice part. Uh, these avoidable tragedies highlight the need for Christians to pray for their leadership, to lift them up in prayer to the Lord, that he grants them wisdom, discernment, and the strength to endure the trials and temptations of the enemy. As Hulu looks to make a profit off of the sins and downfall of Christian leaders, lift up the Falwells in prayer, that they may <laughs> repent and turn from their old ways, that their family is protected during this time, and that the church leadership of today is protected and strengthened against the enemy who seeks to destroy them. This, this all sounds very much to me like the words of someone who is worried about his own documentary eventually. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Look, anyone who makes a documentary about a Christian leader is a dick and they're wrong. And you should not, definitely don't watch it, no matter who it's about. If you hear about it, it's probably a lie. And uh, I didn't do that to that guy. Yeah, no kidding. So <laughs> that's that's wonderful. So yeah, so that that's all that Hulu's trying to do is just to slander Christianity. Just... They're being assholes. They're making a dollar. They're making a buck off of a real thing. Making a documentary about a thing that happened. How dare they? No. Nobody wants to see a documentary about salacious actual events that happened in the world. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, sign me up for this documentary. This one (laughs) I'm so excited about. And I don't even like this kind of programming. But this one. Yeah. I don't know. If it focuses too much on the pool boy, I'm going to be mad because they need to be going after, you know, the target needs to be a little higher. Yeah. All right. Well, the pool boy, you know, like, yeah, okay. He was involved in this, you know, sexual relationship, whatever, but he isn't the hypocrite. He's not right. He like, why? Except for the fact that he's an attractive young man who I wouldn't mind objectifying for two hours. Um, aside from that, he's not the story. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. Well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little serious here for a second, oh, no. uh, and we're gonna talk about the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Now, usually on this show, if we bring up the SCOTUS, <laughs> it's bad news. Uh, we have a very a very poor SCOTUS indeed right now. Uh, it is a howler monkeys, as our friend Andrew Torres would say, uh, and and they're not worth the the cost of the robes they're wearing. However, I mean, there are a couple of them that are pretty good. Uh, however, one thing, even in their, like m their quest, their march to specifically overturn Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, to, to their activism as judges to change American law uh, completely they still, there are still lines that they don't want to cross. So there was a there was a, a case that came up before the Rhode Island Supreme Court uh, a while back called Benson versus McKee, in which the question at hand uh, was that was teed up by the uh, by the right wing nut jobs was, can we say that a fetus is a person? Oh boy. Uh, they, the right has been desperate to make this call because if they can get a legal ruling that fetuses are people, uh, it changes the game entirely for abortion. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, it would make it so that, you know, a ruling like that from the Supreme Court, of course, would make uh, the any kind of codifying of the, the right to abortion a lot trickier. Right. Uh but it is a fraught question and what yeah. and to make a court uh you know courts are there they're supposed to just be interpreting laws they're not supposed to be making philosophical slash you know religious pronouncements slash you know uh scientific pronouncements about how the the universe works and even this scotus Desperate as they are to uh, to be activists, uh, you know, for Jesus, even they declined to wade in. So <laughs> thank God uh, for small miracles on this front. We literally, uh, we at very least don't have to hear uh, our the Supreme Court of the United States proclaiming tiny balls of of undifer of largely undifferentiated cells humans people yeah i mean i would love to hear the argument and i'm sure the 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 people promoting this have an argument as to why they're people but yeah. like they fetuses don't seem to do the things that people do right they yeah. don't, they don't go out to dinner or wear hats <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah, they, I mean, I I spent the entire week. You know, they don't do any yard work. They don't fetuses. They're they don't do anything. Yeah, they don't make their beds. They're they yeah they're they're kind of parasitic more than anything. But they're a parasite. Yeah, they're a hundred percent. Somehow a turns into a person at some point. It, it but can it's not doesn't always doesn't always. Uh, and it's not not while they're fetuses yeah oh i can tell you that all right dan yeah you were done right 
I'm, I was done. I was the one thing, you know, I'm going to do one more thing. Okay. I am going to say, I'm going to read the Rhode Island Supreme Court's ruling, just a little, a little snippet from them, the, because here's how they put it. Quote, the unborn plaintiffs fail to assert a legally cognizable and protected interest uh, as persons pursuant to these repealed statutes. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. I just, I just like the idea of these, uh, these unborn plaintiffs. I, I want to hear their. I want to hear their testimony from inside the womb. <laughs> All right, um, Dan. Down in uh, Louisiana, yeah, a uh, Baptist minister is in trouble. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Charles Sothel. Did he make Saddle? a bad etouffee? Uh, the third. It was terrible, Dan. <laughs> like. Yeah, he should be ashamed of himself. His his gumbo's no better. It's, <laughs> it's astounding. No, uh, I guess for about uh, three decades or so, he was in charge of the first Emmanuel Ch- uh, Baptist Church in uh, New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Mm. Uh, he pleaded guilty on Tuesday to charges of money laundering. E- Holy shit. He was using the church... Uh, as a <laughs> way to line his pockets more so than he already could have done with, I'm yeah. sure, a nice salary, a rectory, say, favorable tax code, so forth and so on, right? How do these guys get caught doing <laughs> money laundering when literally the whole thing is a grift from the moment, from the jump. I know. Like, you can do it all legally. Just make sure that you, you know, check in with your accountant yeah. Yeah. first. I know. He's, oh admi- God. he's admitted, though, to stealing nearly $900,000 directly from the church. Ooh. Also from affiliated rental properties, his congregants, and a charter school that he started. Um, which like received, um, uh, grants and loans at the Edgar B. Harney spirit of excellence Academy. Uh, he directed the funds to a bank account, uh, controlled by him and a co-conspirator. And, uh, he used the money to, and he also pocketed rental and sales payments, um, from, uh, uh, church owned properties uh, and he would use the money to pay off credit card bills and cover other personal expenses. He's agreed to repay 687000 to First Emanuel, 85000 to the Spirit of Excellence School, and $110,000 to other people who were victimized, including congregants, apparently, directly. Oh, my God. He, he basically just swindled out of money, right? Please um, tell me that they're letting him continue to be a pastor. <laughs> Because I almost would, because I really wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> I know, it would be amazing. And also the, please forgive me, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For That's all you have to do. That moment is. You have, um, you have to have your, your, uh, your, your Jim Baker moment where you cry like to your congregation. <laughs> and then you get to keep going. Yeah. Uh, apparently he could receive up to 10 years in prison. Although. Typically, defendants who plead guilty uh, without going to trial rarely receive the harshest punishments. So right. he'll he'll probably spend some time in prison, good, and uh, and he's on the hook for paying 
I didn't tally that all back up, but um, uh, paying back a, a good amount of the money. Um, a lot of money. Probably not all of it, um, but... Um, but he had a good time for a minute. $900,000. I mean, that's he over had, 30 years, so... Yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless, that man had some good pool boy moments. Let's just say... Oh, he had he the had, best he, pool boys. He had he had some parties in the Bahamas. That's on average thirty thousand dollars a year. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's chump change. That's barely anything. Yeah. Come on, he probably didn't start out big. Like he probably got right. He probably got caught because he did go big. Yeah, you're um, probably right. The if you drew a graph of it, he probably got greedy. Yeah, it probably started small, little bits, little bits and pieces here yeah. and there. He might have even been mm. honest for ten years. But the yep. temptation, like, has to be great. Like, there's just well, you, cash you know, you, flowing you've in. Got a, you've got a credit card. You got yeah. like five credit cards maxed out, and you're feeling a little bit underwater. Yeah. And uh, people are just putting money into plates. Yeah. At the church. And you know, and you, you're like, they don't pay me enough. Right. They're taking. I give so much to this community. I do so much for these people. I deserve yeah. this. That's right. You justify it, you're yep. fine. You, suddenly the collection plate is one for you and one for me and one for you and one for me. All right. Uh, to close this out, I'm going to bring us back here to, to Utah where uh, a Clearfield, a Utah man, mm, beautiful Clearfield. Uh, is in a little bit of hot water. Yeah. I wanted to start by talking about, just briefly, about the pressure that, Young Mormons, especially young Mormon men, uh, are under to go on a mission. Oh yeah, in the in the LDS church, yeah. and the Mormon men uh, at eighteen years old, you're expected to uh, to drop everything and go somewhere shitty in the world. <laughs> I went to Italy. Nice. You went. You went to for, to, to Rome. Yeah. So that's fun. That's actually kind of although you know you're not going to actually baptize anybody there but yeah but i have a clean conscience yeah exactly <laughs> because of that yeah uh, mean meanwhile uncle doug uh Ooh. from the how-to heretic went on a mission to honduras and had a horrible time but baptized the shit out of everybody and has to deal with have that hanging yeah. over him yeah yeah so uh the yeah the mission's a big deal uh and if you want to know how big a deal it is you all you need to do is uh, is learn about this uh, this peach of a fella. Um, this is a, a a guy who uh, who's named Keith Warner, whose son was was of missionary age, was getting to be of missionary age, and uh, and so it was about that time to start re get readying himself for the mission, and he decided he didn't want to go. <gasps> uh, oh. This became an argument. Yeah. And that became full on assault. Oh, uh, no. The dad decided, suddenly, apparently, took the kid by the throat, threw him to the ground, started slamming his head against the ground. What? Uh, yeah. Literally, uh, a physical fight. They call it a fight. That's an assault. Yeah. Literally, uh, started to squeeze the victim's neck with both hands. Yeah. Apparently. This is his child. Yeah. This is the man's son. And Oof. that is 
them's the stakes. It doesn't always result in physical violence, but it very frequently results in uh, emotional violence. <clears throat> oh, in verbal absolutely. abuse, yes. in in uh, in like the kinds of intense pressure that that can drive someone insane. Yeah, no, it was awful. <clears throat> because I, you you experienced that. Kind oh, of absolutely. Pressure. Yeah, I mean, I had it all worked out. I wasn't. I was going to go to college for a year. I was going to go to college for a year before and going on a mission. And then in the back of my, I pretty much knew that if I went to college, uh, I was out of the mission. Like I was out of the house and I could probably avoid the mission. Right. Right. And so I had that all set up. I had like a roommate lined up college. I was also like, I was enrolled. I, I think I'd already started picking classes. I mean, like, literally like it i was about to go to college and uh and my dad called me in to and he was bishop at the time and he called me in mm. and was just started filling out the forms there was no asking <laughs> me there was no checking in there was no saying i know that you know i know you have this a plan for this year mm. right <laughs> there was nothing it right. was just let's let's get these filled out and send them in and it was, uh-huh. and in, in the moment I was, I felt trapped. I, I, you know, took years to realize what a violation that was. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And that is, uh, there you go. That's, that's called loving parenting yeah. in Mormondom. <laughs> that yeah. is, that is what that looks like. So, uh, if you were lovingly parented into some sort of awfulness, uh, you can feel free to tell us about it right into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and tell us about it. We'd love to hear your voice. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, I had so many bits of audio to choose from uh, this this week. I kept finding an audio thing. Uh, you know, I found Cat Kerr oh, uh, giving giving a weird uh, prayer thing where she where she apparently was speaking for God and saying that <laughs> Trump was the right was was the rightful president. Uh, Channeling and I God, that was real that's good. Amazing. And then okay. uh, there was there was Eric Metaxas's dumb radio show where he had a guy on who i don't know who the guy was but they it was apropos of our of last week's discussion the the guy was talking about how if you you had to be in real good shape if you were if you're gonna walk with jesus (laughs) in the first century because that dude was like you need to be able to row a boat or you know walk up a mountain and then they they went on and on about how how lean mean and muscular uh, scriptural dudes were. Oh, God. Okay. But what I settled on was a young, uh, probably apprentice associate pastor, I don't know, at Greg Locke's church. Okay. Uh, who, who's in a very tight shirt. Oh. But he's, he's going to cast out some demons for us. He chooses some specific ones. I, I don't think you're, you're going to be able to catch to, to predict where it's all going. Uh, but 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 thank God he's casting out these demons. Let's take a listen. All right. 
You know, I've been running into this one spirit. There's a spirit that causes you to not love your children. There's a spirit that causes you to not love your children. It causes you to hate your own family. I come against that spirit right now. I literally preached that on Friday. I had 20 moms come up to me and say, I, I've, been, I've been just have no love for my kids. It's a demonic spirit. The devil does not want you to love your kids. I come against that spirit now. Every spirit causing you to not love your kids, come out in Jesus' name. Some of you hate showering. You hate brushing your teeth. You always want to be in the dark. That's an unclean spirit that caused you to be unclean. I'm serious. I command an unclean spirit out of you right now. Every spirit of cancer, I call you out right now. OCD, ADD, ADHD, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety. Every spirit of depression, you are bound in Jesus' name. Come out. Come on, you got to fight for this. Some of you don't look that desperate tonight. Demons and body parts. Demons and body parts, you must go now in Jesus' name. Come out of their back, come out of their lungs come out of their blood how, how does that work i don't know it's a great mystery it is oh. there's definitely a mystery here will you banish my spleen demon please <laughs> young man <laughs> oh literally i like how oh my god if people walked out of that tent because this is under a big top tent yeah because it's greg Locke. people walked out of that tent if you still have ADHD or depression when you walk out of that tent, you should know that it was nonsense. Yeah. You should know that he is bullshit. Right. But instead, you're going to blame yourself. Instead, that's what they do. Is they, just, they, they can't get the demon to come out of their butt like he's <laughs> telling them to. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and not and showering. The not showering. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dirty, dirty person. I don't know. Somewhere in... <laughs> I want to know what the fuck is wrong with his congregation that he's got 20 mothers coming up to him saying, I really don't like my kids. I mean, I, isn't I, that... I, isn't that all parents to, to, like, of small children? <laughs> like, I, I... I'm not a parent, I, but I've, I've uh, witnessed small children in, yeah. in public places. And I want nothing to do with that. It seems, I think he tricked the mothers into saying it. <laughs> I think somehow, I mean, obviously he's not lying. He would never lie. Never. Uh, to about what, you know, people coming up to him to say a thing. No, he, he would never do that. So obviously 20 mothers must have actually come up to him and said, I don't like my own children. Oh my God. That's amazing. Something, something's very wrong. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, we had some folks write into us, call into us. We had we we had correspondence. Uh, I'll start us off uh, with a correspondence from Kimberly, uh, who's going to be talking. You know, last week we talked about hot, sexy Jesus. Ooh, uh, yeah. And uh, and 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 the need, the 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 literal need for our deities to be to be hot, to be sexy. So uh, here's Kimberly chiming in. In ninth grade, I took Mormon early morning seminary because I actually loved school and wanted to learn real shit. That's right, because in Utah, uh, you, you take a class, you take a class period of Mormon church, basically, 
Mm-hmm. You have to go a little bit. You have to go off campus for it. Uh, and if you took if if you're in Utah and you take early morning seminary, it means you're opting out of day school time se- seminary, and that's just crazy talk. Anyway, <laughs> um, she continues. I will never forget the day that the seminary teacher taught us two things. One, God had actual physical sex with Mary. Ooh, all right. That one's that one's unique to Mormonism. I don't know if you guys know this, but Mormons generally believe that that was that that hookup was a physical actual thing. Well, how else did it happen? Right? How else do you have sex with how else do you make a baby? It's not yeah. possible. Don't be yeah. an idiot. Anyway, uh number 2, Mary was the most beautiful woman who who ever lived or will ever live. Mm. Apparently. That's why wow, uh, okay. Kimberly goes on. I sat there, insecure, zit-faced teen, thinking how messed up it seemed that God cared so much about physical beauty. And what and what were the logistics here? Did he go to her place? Did he stay the night? And how fucked up was it for poor heavenly mother, which yes. people believe in, yeah. who was probably just a sweet spirit. <laughs> I mean, obviously, she wasn't the hottest piece of pious ass to ever grace the planet, like Mary. Anyway, based on that seminary teacher's lesson, it makes sense that Jesus is super sexy. There is an objective beauty standard passed on to us from God himself, and his son takes after his mother. I thought that was... Pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Uh, Kimberly goes on to talk about the obvious problem of uh, beauty standards uh, piling on. Well, I'll just, I'll just read it. On a more serious note, what a, what a fucked up way to pile on the impossible beauty standards to girls and women, and portraying Jesus uh, as physically attractive reinforces attractiveness with good uh-huh. and less conveniently or less conventionally attractive or even disfigurements as bad yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's a great point like it's what what a fucked up message that that is yeah Ugh. well dan yeah uh we have a voicemail which also is in response to sort of part of that conversation or actually all right it was the hot podcaster part of oh because we in the same episode we we talked about t-shirts yeah There was a lot of hotness yeah, there, going on in that episode. There was that. That was that. We talked about that pastor who handed out "I heart hot, uh, hot youth pastors" t-shirts <laughs> or stickers. Oh my god, so bad. Okay, here we go. I'll play that voicemail. All right. So I'm not a designer, but I have an idea for your "I heart hot podcaster" shirt. What you do? If you do like the whole classic eye with the heart and then the hot podcasters, you could do some red and red letters, whatever. But then take a microphone cord and like wrap it around the heart in sort of like a BDSM kind of way. And then bring it down to a microphone with a pair of lips next to it. I'm sure you can envision what I'm insinuating. I would buy that shirt. I would buy two of them and a bumper sticker and whatever else it might need. Thank you for listening. You guys show us great makes me laugh and uh, really helps me through my day sometimes. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I, who, who is a designer? <laughs> yes. We need there. this. We, we might need this shirt. We can we sell at least we, two of them. 
We might need this graphic. <laughs> I'll buy one. I I kind of love it. I think it's great. I we need a good designer though. Yeah. Whoever you are out there, I know you want to do this. If you're in <laughs> we have a kinky designer listening to the show right now. Absolutely. You have a little bit of free time. <laughs> do labor for us for free. Come on. What do you what are we doing here? Oh, that's amazing. All right. Um, we have another voicemail too, Dan, if you want to Oh, okay. We'll jump straight to that. Then. Um, this is in response. We talked about the annoying new uh, call to prayer that is being allowed at a at a mosque in uh, Cologne, Germany. In Germany, yeah. And uh, and so this uh, this caller has uh, something to say about sort of on that topic. Right. Hey guys, this is Finn in Germany. I uh, live uh, pretty close to a Catholic church. And, oh, my God, they ring out every day of the week except for Sunday at 6.30 in the morning for three minutes straight. I'm already up for work, and my family sleeps through it. I don't know how. Um, and then, you know, just at random times, they'll go for, like, 15 minutes, which is on the side of obnoxious. So, yeah, I would like to curtail that as well, um, but I don't see that happening. So, anyway, hope all is well with you guys. Take care. Bye. This is what we're saying. Yeah. It's just religion is just noise pollution. Can we just all agree? <laughs> In so many ways. That, that that's what religion, the basis of religion is, is just annoying everyone around you. Oh my God. <laughs> but also, I mean, just the privilege there, right? Like the, right. The, 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 the Christians, just they can ring their fucking bells whenever the hell they want to. And right. the, 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 the Muslims are over there getting their precious, what was it, like five minutes for a call to prayer? or Once a week on a Friday uh -huh. under X number of decibels. Yeah. Keep it quiet. Yeah. Keep it blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, and, and I mean, meanwhile, the people who are getting mad about it and who are saying, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> then they walk back to their church and go, bang, 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 <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Eventually we will cure this world of that. And I don't know, something more obnoxious will probably take its place. Um, all right. Benjamin wrote in from Virginia to say, uh, dear Frank and Dan, I was just wondering if you guys are aware of this TikTok trend on BYU of BYU student interviews. Some questions I see, I, I have seen these by the way, and they are delightful and horrifying. <laughs> um, uh, it's literally just people, they, a couple of young people, they go and ask BYU students questions. Uh, I'll let Benjamin explain. Some questions that I see are, some questions that I see are kind of normal, like Trump or Biden or, or pro-life versus pro-choice. But then they get to some fun ones like, Drink a cup of coffee or a cup of cooking oil. <sighs> Die a horrible, excruciating death or watch a porn video. <laughs> it's become such a trend now that people are making mock videos of it uh, that are absolutely ridiculous. The best way of seeing these, all these is just to search BYU student interviews on the TikTok. I, I've seen a few of them. I've seen, seen both of those videos, drink a cup of coffee or cooking oil and... Uh, horrible, excruciating death, or watch a porn video, and the number of people that def that are so terrified—not of the sin itself, 
but of looking like they're willing to do the sin rather than die a horrible, excruciating death. It's amazing how many people are like, oh, I'd rather have a horrible, excruciating death than watch a porn video. <laughs> Which, I do they think that we all believe them? That's what's amazing to me. Do they think that we're all going, oh, yeah, that pro- that tracks. That part, you definitely, given that actual scenario, you know, you're now in a Saw movie and you're given that choice. Um, yeah, we all believe you'll take the death. Totally. 100%. I mean, but it, the, the, the question isn't whether they would, if actually posed, but like in their little heart in that moment, do they believe it? Yeah. Right. And I think that a lot of them probably do. Like, like I remember that mindset of like, um, you know, having to be prepared for like the last days and like, yeah, so you're going to have to, it's your life or, or you either deny Christ or it's your, you, you know, you die. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Someone's got a gun to your head. What do you do? It's like, Oh, I, I take the bullet. Right. I take the bullet. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's like, Until it no, comes to- in, in reality, you're going to realize those are just words. Right. And, or you you're die. Not- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Re- repent later if you must, yeah. but uh, y- yeah, you can drink a cup of coffee and you'll be okay. You're not going to, you, you think the universe doesn't explode. Yeah. You don't go sent, sent straight to hell. Yeah. And a cup of cooking oil. Like, you're just going to make yourself sick. Yeah, you're just going to vomit. I don't know. I, I kind of want them to have a have those two cups because, <laughs> look, nobody, you're not going to actually actually make anybody go through a horrible, excruciating death. But you might be able to trick a dumb Mormon kid into drinking a cup of cooking oil, and I want to see it. Yeah, we don't need a new, like, Tide Pod challenge out there. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just oil. It's fine. They'll, they'll live. They're young. Their bodies can handle it. Oh, man. Uh, Ryan wrote into us as well. We got one more. Uh, you had a caller mention, mention, and you agreed that religion is extremely out of touch with the two party working household. Uh, but I disagree. You remember this call? We, yeah, we talked about how all these religious people keep saying that the, the woman should stay home and the man should work. And, uh, and it's just not feasible for, for a lot of people in our country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, but Ryan says, I think that it has to be looked at from the perspective that it's intentional, and here's why. Religion tells you you are broken, that mm. nothing in life is easy, that the only way to claw yourself out of brokenness is through the f- through faith and trust in Jesus and the church. Mm. A single source of employment creates an, a, an entire family of vulnerable people desperately looking for hope and a helping hand, a helping hand that the church is happy to extend. They do not want a financially stable household because a financially stable household has less reason uh, to need them than a family who is struggling. Plus, a family divided by work has other issues than the uh, that the church can. Sorry, I'm going to try that again. Plus, a family divided by work has other issues that the church can more easily capitalize on. Dad works 60 hours a week, no problem, because a cool youth pastor can step in to provide a father figure that isn't exhausted from trying to keep the family afloat. A mother who has no social network outside of the home 
since she has no co-workers, will cling to her sisters in Christ all that much more. A home that can't put enough food on the table may need to go to the church community to help put a meal on the table and feed uh, or, and feel indebted for it after. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, the truth is that, you know, I saw a TikTok at one point that said that the church needs you to limp so that they can offer you a crutch. Right. And that's uh that's a great point. There, you know, they they could very well be un- entirely deliberate in trying to make people's lives worse. Yeah. So that they so that they can make their lives marginally better. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Crazy there you time. go. Uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do indeed, Dan. We have three new patrons on Patreon. Okay. Um, all coming in at the deacon level. So, you guys, you get to pass the sacrament. It is you, such a privilege. Your magic powers include uh, moving bread from person to person <laughs> and uh, offering very tiny drinks. <laughs> yeah, and the names of these people, these new deacons, are uh, John, Aaron, and Ralph and Baxter from Australia. So, Ralph and Baxter? Yeah. Okay, so. I, I apologize to all of our other beautiful patrons, but Ralph and Baxter from Australia are my new favorite patrons <laughs> for just for this week. <laughs> I just love I love everything about what you just said. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to join them, you can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. Um, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Davis. Stick around. There's some more show coming up. Dan. Yes. Ooh, my favorite holiday. <laughs> you literally up. said earlier in the show. <laughs> That you, that you don't. That I'm ambivalent. That, yeah, that you're I ambivalent. Um, I really like Halloween. I think it's fun. I love the idea of a holiday that like s- sort of looks at the dark side of things. That mm. talks about death. That's about like spooky. Yeah. Because look, it's obviously it's obvious that humanity needs this. This didn't come out of nowhere. Right. Humanity needs a way of exploring mm. that part of our existence it's why spooky movies exist it's why spooky you know it's why spooky uh is a thing that we play with as Mm. humans Mm. but it does mean that uh that pastors around the world across the country uh have to figure out how they're going to handle it because are they going yeah because it's clearly something that really needs to be handled right well, Kids out there having the a good time, <laughs> right? People right? are enjoying Dressing themselves up as, as stuff. Yeah, a few of them dress up as little demons or ghouls or whatnot, but they're mostly Spider Men and you know <laughs> doctors and whatnot, right? Yeah, like, sure. Like, yeah, like it, it's it, okay. Yeah, let's deal with this. Let's see what you got. Yeah, but here's the thing: anytime people are just enjoying themselves and the church <laughs> isn't involved. They're going to start to think, hmm, we're not making any money off of this. We're not capitalizing 
we're not making people feel bad about yeah. themselves enough. Uh, we need, we have a, we're, we're missing an opportunity here. Yeah. Uh, so a, a recent thing came out, um, a poll that discussed sort of what pastors are doing about it, uh, in the United States from Lifeway research. And, uh, it, it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, it's very, but it is pretty interesting. Um, uh, the main thing that pastors are doing is that they are having a church event as an alternative oh. to uh, to Halloween events. Oh, so, yeah, this is important. Yeah, I I just so that so then. They are capitalizing on the on all of they're getting all of the, the vibes. And uh and then everybody's being very careful about what they dress up as because you know you you don't dress up as the devil when you're going to the to the church potluck or whatever it is. <laughs> oh god. They're literally just trying to ruin the holiday. Yeah. It is just now there are, you know, there's so that was so 71% of pastors are doing that. They have their own church event. They want people they 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 want you as a as a member of their church to invite other people to annoy other people with their church event. Hmm. That's what they yeah. people not in the church. <laughs> then the other thing that they're doing the, um, this is nice. About 58% they say of pastors do say, go ahead and go trick-or-treating, but do it with the goal of building relationships with neighbors. Oh, now, that's, that yeah. sounds okay, um, <laughs> but it's not about a relationship. It is This is transactional. Yeah. You, you, I'm ringing, I, as a child, ring your bell, you come, you give me a treat, and then I don't throw eggs at your house or toilet paper you or something. Right. That's the traditional transaction that is that's what we should be doing yeah we there's no conversation needed here well it but is, you could um the the child could be instructed instructed to say god bless you or something yeah. along you know or jesus saves right or um like th there's there are ways to sneak it in yeah right there, there definitely are uh <laughs> ways to annoy your neighbors totally normal ways to, to turn your children into Jesus freaks. Everybody will love it. Well, wait, I mean, what what is your memory of like Halloween as a kid? Like, did your ward do stuff? Did your ward have no. a Halloween event? No. No, we just, really? uh, yeah, you just go trick or treating. Oh my God. We would always have like a ward party on oh, Halloween. Interesting. And they would, and so like, and it wasn't like, I, I don't remember there being anything. Uh, filtered down to the kids about it being like, oh, well, you know, this is, you can't do, uh, we, we're doing this so that you can avoid the demons that are out there or something like that. Right. Like, yeah, it was, it was fun. Like we would have like a, a little fall festival thing and people would get all dressed up and there'd okay. be bobbing for apples and there would be oh, like, sure. usually there'd be like a little, like, you know, it wasn't really like a haunted house, but like. In, in like, you know, the really, really scary way. But there were, you know, other, the older kids would like 
have like a little spook alley and they jump out and scare you. And I think we stuff. did that a couple times now that I think about it. I, I don't remember too many of them. I probably just didn't go to a few of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> that sounds boring. Um, <laughs> I loved them. But, they were so much fun. There you but go. Our, our entire lives revolved around the church and our ward. Sure. Right. I mean, that's that's who we that's the kind of Mormons we were. Right. That that that's where that's where all my friends were, you know. Yeah. So totally. of course it was fun. Uh now what the Mormons are doing is what a lot of people are doing. And by the way, uh if you're out there doing this, I don't blame you. Uh, a lot of people think that this is a safety issue, but if you're going to trunk or treats, mm. fuck off. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> This is this is a thing where everybody parks their car in the church parking lot or whatever, uh, face uh, facing away from the center of the parking lot, and then they open their trunk and they've got candy in there, and you just go around from car to car, uh, getting candy. How awful! Rather than going from house to house, the whole point is the house to house thing. Yeah. This is this is you. This is kids being brave and going to strangers' homes. Nobody poisons candy. Right. Nobody puts razor blades in candy. Don't worry it about never it. Never happened. Yeah. Just fucking let your kids go trick or treating. <laughs> now there is another thing that uh, a lot of pastors will encourage their. Thirty-four uh, percent of pastors apparently encourage their parishioners to do this: hand out gospel tracts. No. To the trick or treaters. No. No, absolutely not. That is if your child gets a gospel tract, you need to encourage vandalism <laughs> of that house. This is this is a moral imperative. If someone's giving out fucking reading material about Jesus rather than candy. Uh, yeah, it is time for you to teach your kids create new and creative ways to ruin their home or just go up to the door and be like. And knock and be like, hey, are you giving these out? Like, the kids are going around having a good time, right? Like, right. can't you just respect that? Like, if you don't want to participate in giving out candy, then just turn off your lights. Be an, a or, normal curmudgeon, right? And turn your lights off. Don't right. give them a chick track or whatever. Yeah. Here's what you do. Knock on the door. When they open it, march straight past them into their home. <laughs> Throwing the tract into their face as you walk past them, open their fridge, take something that looks delicious, walk back out and turn off their lights as you go. Say nothing. Unprecedented, Dan. Because fuck those people. They're ruining a perfectly fun evening for everybody. Uh, 13% of the pastors say just avoid Halloween completely. Oh my God. Just, just don't even do it. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we talked earlier about Greg Locke, uh, that the, the literal circus pastor who <laughs> has a circus tent for a church. He is, he's going to throw an event, uh, a church event. Oh yeah. Uh, he got, he got a lot of press. Uh, last time he did this, which was back in February, he had a big burning, a uh, a book burning slash uh, what he calls occult items burning. Oh yeah. Uh, I I don't know what he's thinking. It is way too soon after that one to have another one. Frankly, everybody already burned their stuff. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Go out and buy more Harry Potter books more. just so that they can burn them for you? Well, it's less. 
that it's fewer Harry Potter books out in the world. So yes, that's what they should be doing. Right. Buying them and burning them. But I, I only had mine on my Kindle, so I burnt that. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently he wants you to, he wants the, all of his parishioners to uh, cleanse your home from Harry Potter and play witchcraft. It's evil and should not be tolerated. He's a, yeah, he says anything that is, here's the things that he wants. Burn the dream catchers, spell books. What? He, yeah. How many of your, you really think a lot of your parishioners have spell books? <laughs> anyway, healing crystals and yoga related nonsense. Oh, if you want to get, God. if you want that curse removed from your home, you need to dispose of anything that is connected to the evil of the Masonic Lodge. <laughs> you, <laughs> What? You have like a square, yeah. A, a compass. Do you have a Do you have a, a sextant? A sextant. There you go. You're gonna have to burn that shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, Catholic Ooh. statues, rosary beads, tarot cards, oh. demonic games like Dungeons and Dragons and Pokemon. Oh my God, he is. I I I don't think I would get along with this guy. <laughs> Uh, what i know it's, I know. it's it's a bold statement it's a bold stance to take i don't think i would get along with gredlock i'm telling you you get in with him uh he could be a lot of fun that oh, guy could be a lot of fun you think i so? guarantee you you think so oh that yeah he now that now that he's making some money mm. oh i'll bet I'll, I'll bet that's there's a lot of fun to be had <laughs> Oh, just, I, I just want to be there helping him with the brainstorming sessions of uh, of this kind of event. Mm. I, I just feel like uh, like I could help him out of things to, I, that should be burned. Yeah, household think, goods that are various various burnings, secretly uh, satanic. Yeah, yeah. We, could, we could. I I could I could really help him craft some uh, some exorcisms. I don't know. We we come up with some fun stuff. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, Ooh. friends, I hope that you get out there and have fun uh, for your Halloween. I, I hope everybody's going to gonna go out there and, and find really do play. If you're in the South or if you're in a place where you, you think you're going to get some chick tracks, <laughs> help your kid think of some fun ways to, to do some damage because that is make, unconscionable. Make sure they have a lighter on them and they, they yeah. just pull the chick track out, light it on <laughs> fire. Yeah. Put it on. Put a put a put a dog turd in the chick track, light it on fire, and ring the doorbell. Uh, and and that's a that's a classic one. You can't go wrong there. <laughs> these are all horrible ideas. This is great ideas. No, Don't listen are... to Frank. You do it. You get out there and you do it. <laughs> the the official. Uh, I'm I'm retracting all these suggestions officially. This is satire uh, officially. <laughs> officially. Officially, this is all just, we're all just playing. We're all just having a good time. Because <laughs> I don't want anybody to do it and then say, Frank and Dan told me to. You go out there and you do it. You <laughs> definitely do it. Uh, anyway, whatever our lawyers say, have a fun holiday. Go out there and have some fun. And, uh, and uh, yeah, if you do have some ideas that you think should be shared, uh, about anything, uh, feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. Tell us about it. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. 
Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Yeah, uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.